Hey, C3 Fort Worth. Uh, we really hope you're enjoying these honest Advent chats with friends and new friends. And if anything hits your heart, gets you thinking deeper, uh, we hope you share it with friends and family, uh, as well as the YouTube and Facebook videos. Uh, we love you. So thankful for you. And we're hoping you have an incredibly Merry Christmas uh, and that this Advent season is really expanding your wonder uh, what God can do in and through each and every one of us. Hey, everybody. I know you'll be jumping on in a moment. Thank you guys for jumping on. Brandon here. And I think this is in the same order on your screen, but this is Josh. Oh, this way. This is Aaron. And that is Pastor Pierre. Uh, and so we are super thankful you jump on and be on with us tonight. Uh, this is uh, week three of Honest Advent Chats, Come which on. has been phenomenal. First mm -hmm. week we had Pastor Phil Beekler, also mm -hmm. from New York, uh, yeah. Pastor Scott Erickson. Uh, well, he's spiritual director, Scott Erickson, author, yeah, so author and artist of the book Honest yeah. Advent with us last Wednesday. And tonight, Pastor Pierre uh, Duplessis. I think I That's did good. it. I nailed it. I nailed it. Did you uh, I did. Uh, <laughs> that now? I, I, in my head, many, but not out loud. And that's always the test. <laughs> well done, so, man. Uh, it's going to be a great night. I'm excited and um, excited about really what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, but in general, um, the whole conversation that we've had, hopefully you're sharing this, uh, letting people know you can comment. So we will see those comments. If you have something to say, something to ask, or you just want to say, preach it, preacher, or amen, or wave a towel via text. Uh, <laughs> we will see all of those things. Um, and so we're glad you're here. Pastor Pierre, thank you for jumping on. We're well, so no, glad thank to have you, you guys on for having me. This is incredible. So I, you know what I would love to do? I think people, if they catch this, I would love for them to post in the comments as you're talking where they believe you are from. I'm not going to have you tell your story just yet. I want yeah. people to guess where they believe you are from. Um, I guess I guess Texas earlier guess Texas, today. Yeah. But yeah, I, don't, no. I don't think I was right. No, I think, yeah, I think you missed the mark a little bit. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're, I don't even. Oh man. Um, well, hey, listen. I, I would. I'd love to jump in and and just get into a conversation around Advent, honest Advent. If you've got the book, awesome. If you don't, grab it. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic guide through the season. Yeah. And I think that's where I want to start, Pastor Pierre. Just to let you kind of um, start us off here. I'd love to start with just that word, Advent. This season, Advent, and why um, celebrating or or. Uh, taking part in a season like Advent actually matters. I think some people might think, well, it's traditional or that's mainline or that's yeah. not the tradition I'm from, or they'll come up with all kinds of reasons. And, and to some degree, maybe I understand why, but why for you does this kind of season uh, matter? What What is the importance of us recognizing a season like this? Yeah, you know, I think the, the part of our, our spiritual journey is the curiosity starts when we detach from believing that we hold the only perfect picture of certainty. Mm, wow. Um, because when we hold the perfect picture of certainty, I, I love how, how the book talk, talks about the nostalgia mm. of it. Um, and th thank God, I think part of my nature is I get bored quick. 
Mm. And when things just repeat itself, um, my my soul begins to become restless and weary. Wow. And, I, and I've got to believe uh, there is more, you know. Uh, so, so I'll explain it this way. Um, uh, growing up, being a child is one thing, but when you have children, the excitement of the journey to Christmas is so awe-inspiring because you spend more money than you should. Wow. Uh, you create, you create a, a dream-like wonder because mm. you want your kids to never forget the moment. Right. And every Christmas, um, there would be more gifts than they should get. We would have loaded expectation that is always met with disappointment because within 15 minutes, mm. it's just paper and presents, and within an hour, they're bored. Mm. Mm. And, and it's all over. So uh, part of what I wanted to capture with them is that it lost the whole day. So we decided that we're going to get 12 gifts for each of them. And we're going to vary the, the value of each gift. And they can only open one gift every hour. Wow. Um, because I wanted to capture the anticipation and the celebration 12 times. <laughs> wow. Now, for our kids, it worked. And they still like to do the tradition, but they're 25 and 22. It's far too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> when you reflect back on that, I think that that the wonder of of Christ and his birth uh, cannot be encapsulated in three days. Wow. Um, and that we have lost our curiosity because we have connected to the narrative of what we do because we are right and they are wrong. Mm. Rather, the curiosity of the story is far deeper. There's far more wonder. Mm. And the journey of... of the, it is a journey. It's not a moment. Mm. Right, yeah. So right. I think within that, the exhaustion of reflecting back and not even remembering that you were touched by any moment of it. Oh, wow. wow. My family left and you had to clean the house. <laughs> and so for me, I think the reflection for me, the, the longer I'm, I'm, I'm walking the journey, the more I'm trying to find the impact in me more than trying to create an impact for others. Wow. Mm. Wow. Wow. So I mean, I guess in some ways, to some degree, what I'm hearing is 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 the, and I feel like this has come up every week we've done this this idea of of creating the space and creating the time, and in in some ways, Advent this season of twenty plus days creates a time where you it isn't all just happening quickly, it isn't all just mm -hmm. happening in a moment. We we are remembering this journey, um, and that it is a journey, and and every season you and I have talked about the stations of the cross and the, some of the things around Easter and, and some of these things that we, we do that we have to some degree and maybe modern day evangelicalism lost uh, touch with. Um, and you mentioned this word essence yesterday when, when you and I were, were chatting and, and to, we've, we've lost a bit of the essence of, of why we are who we are in Christ and why we 
follow Jesus. And maybe Advent reminds us a, a bit of that. But, but what, yeah, what would you say? I mean, in terms of what we've lost or what we're what we're what we're regaining when we do something like Advent, when we talk about something like honest Advent, what what are we regaining? What are we rekindling in in us and in other people yeah. when we do something like that? Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm always so so careful that people will misunderstand answers like this because we all look for a new voice to create a new certain or a new reflection of a new perfection. Wow! <laughs> right, and so when we talk about even the exploration, then people would say you've drifted, you've been influenced by the culture because. Uh, wow. Now you are talking about a new thing, and they like the old thing. So for those who who are safe in their place, I, I want to say, yeah, it, it's the difference between, for me, um, uh, for, for you guys are all pastors. Mm. And part of what pastors do is Christmas is actually the season that wipes us all out. Mm. <laughs> because we want to create such an incredible moment for others that we are not present in it ourselves. Yeah, yeah wow. Thank right? you. Uh, you. You'll find that with your kids, and and mm -hmm. I've had the experience. You guys are builders, and I think I've shared this with you, Brandon. And my daughter was doing a project, and she was uh, in a final year of school, and all the pictures were on the family table. She had to do a narrative of her life, and I came back from church late at night, and when I looked at the pictures, I just became tearful, and she goes like, you're too old to cry when you look at pictures. <laughs> I go, I keep, you don't understand what I'm mourning. I remember the places, but I was never in the moment. Wow. I was always wow. building something, solving something, winning a battle, fighting a war. Mm -hmm. I was there, but I was not present. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you the essence of the moment. I can only tell you the ge 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 geography of mm -hmm. where we were. Wow. And I think for us, Often we can tell you what programs we run and how many people we led to Jesus, the geography, mm. but the essence of carrying the fragrance of the moment that stays wow. with you <clears throat> as a fresh revelation of the mystery of, of Jesus. Wow. Um, but sometimes you have got to be, and this is personal, you have got to eat enough of what you want to where it no longer serves the palate mm. before you say there has to be more, be more. Yeah. because I've fed everybody wow. else, but I've lost um, an appetite of expecting the wonder of Jesus because wow. I was fighting the sound guy and the snow machine didn't work <laughs> and the ushers let people into earth. Uh, right? right, right, yeah. And that is Christmas. And then Yanji uh, Yanji come and we exasperate it because now we've got to find a new vision. Right. So I think within the exhaustion of that, the question that I often wonder, how much do we want to create a moment for others instead of understanding that our our discovery of the wonder of God becomes the attraction to where we can lead people in journey, not arrival. Mm. Mm. Wow. So I think so. That is the that is the wrestle in all of this, even COVID season. The wrestle, the wrestle is we can't build churches. And I in this season began to realize how much transactional my prayer is. Wow. wow. I cannot pray for God, give us big revival because. 
we've only had 15 in-person services this year. Wow. And now uh-huh. I can't wrestle God for these moments. Now it's just him and me and nothing. Wow. And then the question is, am I holding on to the mechanics or am I abiding in mm. the essence of mm. I'm his beloved and he is mine? Wow. Mm. And I need nothing from you, just the sense of belonging mm. and being known by you. And I can't yeah. do nothing for you right now, but I think you love me more now than yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Right? How is it for you guys? How how has this journey started for you? Mm. Oh, now that's the first time it's been flipped back to us. So now we yeah, oh, I good, I, I'm good at that, baby. I'm just having to uh I wish I could talk so well. You it's just okay. it's beautiful. It's that's unreal. I, I was gonna let the other guys ask a question, but wait, there's something that you mentioned. I don't I think everybody can relate to that of feeling like in fact on the way here I told them uh, Meredith, uh, I just said, Hey, you know. After this weekend, we've got a C3 at home. The next weekend, we've got a couple weeks where we can just kind of, and maybe more than ever, because we didn't put a whole lot of energy into some Christmas special. Or And that's not to say we shouldn't. It's just to say we we didn't. Yeah. And we're going to have a, a different week. But yeah. I think that there's a lot of people who would look at this season and feel like they are working really, really hard mm. uh, for a vacation that they're not taking um, yeah. you know, uh, Scott Erickson says this in his book, and I wrote this today. He said the sanitized brand we've created to celebrate Christmas aesthetically suggests we can only experience it, only experience God with us by cleaning up all of life's messy details. Yeah. Um, we, we, we don't know what it is to, to understand the mess that Jesus in many ways was born into, to yeah. understand the vulnerable, honest, Mm-hmm. Um, moment in which Jesus was born. Guys, I know you probably have something to say or at least ask. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm trying to hold back tears, to be honest, Pierre, because I think you're, you know, you're you're speaking to the heart, I think, not just of pastors, but I, my prayer is that it's the heart of every man and woman. Uh, I think, you know, one of my great prayers is this wouldn't be the great season of loss, but this would be the great season of gain, regaining and capturing uh, the 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 intimate relationship with our Father in heaven, yeah. and uh, and if we, if for nothing else, we're uh, being recalibrated to the the very desire of God's heart, and that is, as you said, to abide in a relationship, which is actually not uh, for Him to follow us around like we were talking about dog stories earlier, like He's just a pet that we only need to cuddle whenever we're feeling a little bit down or out, but actually. Uh, he's inviting us into a relationship with him that is uh, that is uh, everlasting and it's uh, it's all inspiring. And as soon as you said, is there is there anything left for the others? I just went right to that. Those moments where God uh, did Jesus went, did some of the most incredible miracles where he provided food for multitudes of thousands of people. And what was left? Yeah. More than enough. Uh, and so does our time with God uh, leave us and does our impartation and then our sowing into others, does it leave them with more than enough for others? Uh, are we encouraging people to have a relationship with God like that? And I just, I'm so thankful for what you just shared. And my wife just texted me and she's literally like driving, trying not to crash because she's crying uh, because I think you're speaking to our hearts and, and it's yeah. the, and it's a, to me, it's the voice of heaven, just, uh, yeah. and our father in heaven, who's reminding us, there's nothing more important. There's no fog machine. There's no set list. There's no order of service more important than presence. 
yeah. And for you, Josh? Yeah, I think what you were sharing earlier about certainty, you know, that's, that's been the biggest. I can't um, hear you. You can't hear me. I'm going to try and read your lips. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, can you hear I can me? Hear you. I can hear you, Josh. Okay, I'll, I'll talk a little louder. Um, sure. What you were talking about earlier about certainty, and my my journey of faith has been has been the process of of attempting to let go of certainty and embrace more mystery. Um, and so I think that that just speaks so much to me from my heart of what I've what I've experienced in my faith journey. Um, that that God wants to meet us. God wants to meet us in the place of of mystery, um, and not not worry so much about having certainty, having the right answer. But He just wants me. Um, so yeah. Do we lose Pierre? Can you hear us, Pierre? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Yeah, you just can't hear Josh. I can't hear Josh. How weird. I can hear Josh. But don't worry. Is, I can hear you. It is strange. Yeah, you're on a delay there. Yeah, just to repeat to in abbreviated, because Josh has led Aaron and I and many of us on the same journey of, of, of embracing the mystery and the wonder, letting go to a degree of, of certainty in, in regards to that circumstances, even some of the things we've grown up with or beliefs that we've lived in or whatever. Um, yeah, just embracing that, living in it and not, you said this earlier, this idea that the mystery or at least entertaining it, leaning into it, um, a phrase I'm trying to get use less, leaning in, um, yeah. you know, the, but this idea of embracing that is somehow saying things are wrong. It's almost what mm. I've said to our church that even asking the question seems to be currently in our climate, just asking the question is somehow a statement Mm. Yes, or a declaration rather than what it is—a question. Yes. Um, and so we've lost that. We've lost the ability because we demonize one another. That if I ask a question about a thing, I'm obviously making underneath it all a statement about a thing. Yes, um, and, we, and we lose that. I, mm. I think that I think we've got to own. I, I I'll just speak personally. Mm. I've got to own the fact that I've been the architect of my own demise. Yeah, wow. Because the way that we were inducted into a belief system and how we learn to plant church and how it's like you market a pro pro product, you've got to prove that your product is superior. Yeah. And that there is something in your product that is not in other products. Wow. So you overpromise when you plant a church. If you come here, you will always feel you belong. You will always yeah. this. And over here, we're going to worship without a set list till, the, till Jesus. We're just going to wait on the Holy Spirit. And then you have more people with second service. And now the kids are screaming and you can't do that anymore. And, right. and now the promise are going. And, and, and then people go to another church because somehow they want to move to certainty and get to the closest of the wow. reflection of what is right. Mm. And, and it's so shameful. I was mm. sitting at a church um, and it was a funeral and it was so quiet. I leaned over to my wife. I said, oh, my gosh, this place is so freaking dead. Mm. And in that moment, I felt such a, a, a mm. silent rebuke. And I heard God say, so can you find me in what you call dead places? Yeah. Wow. And I was calling wow. it dead because in, in charismatic Pentecostal churches, right. whatever we want to name them, breathe them, 
well, the moment it's quiet, you ask what is wrong. Yeah. Wow. Because <laughs> the belief system, the louder and the more out of control, the more we assign the Holy Spirit's activity to it. Right? Yes. I was confronted and had to do with a, a, a paper um, on the church fathers and silence. Mm. And I didn't appreciate the church fathers until they began to lay out the vein of how deep Christianity is and what a minute speck we are with our belief system in it mm. and where it comes from. Wow. wow. And you realize that our belief system that I grew up with was but a key to a moment in time, but time has changed, but we still hold the same key to a lock that's no longer needed. Wow. Right? <laughs> because... Wait, hold on. Can you say that again? <laughs> yeah, because... Like, I'm literally trying to keep my mind from exploding right now. Because think about it. The part, part of what we wrestle with is we have a, 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 a salvation theology. And the salvation right. theology is born in the era when in the industrial age, when people were living terrible lives and the only hope you can give them is this world is crap and we're all going to heaven. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. get safe because it's heaven and hell and don't get contaminated by the world. Otherwise right. you're going to miss the whole escape. Wow. And within that, um, it is almost in that essence to get salvation, you put your faith in Christ, but to keep your salvation, you have got to work and stay away from contaminated people. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yep. And the church that you are in is the reflection. It's a mirror ref reflection of what is right and will declare what is wrong. And we are mm -hmm. right and everybody is wrong. Mm -hmm. But I think the awakening in my heart is the question is God's light so finite that one group can get it and the rest of us can't? <laughs> or is it a refraction with the crystallizing lights on the planet? Yeah. Come on. Together makes the full picture. And actually, if I only look at my little refraction, I am missing the glory of what is yeah. much brighter, what's much greater. And instead of calling it great, I should actually be curious to enter in what I've not experienced. Mm, because wow. the, the one thing that that was so um, confronting is one of the church fathers says, the man's soul becomes the most naked in silence. He sees himself the clearest in silence. Mm. That's why he cannot stand silence. He oh, says, why is it that we want people to see their need for salvation, but we fill everything with noise? Mm. And so in that moment, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, I have never had silence. Yeah. Um, I've never internalized a spiritual journey. It has always been weekend moments, and we always one Sunday away from revival. Mm. Mm. Wow. <clears throat> everybody is missing it and we're going to get it. Wow. And I think that theology for me has stripped away the vastness of what is still to be discovered of God. Wow. Because the wow. Orthodox Church, <laughs> they still have the veil and only the priest can go the other side. And the rest of the congregation, yep. they practice the mystery of 
listening and imagining. Mm. But that's where they stayed. Right. But should we not at times visit the refraction of mystery mm. and longing and be okay that we should not understand? But what I'm discovering that unless you run to a place of deep frustration and emptiness and your soul cry, my lips are parched, my soul is dry, I'm selling what no longer satisfies my heart, and we are losing a generation mm. because scripture has been used to control behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Not to introduce them into the mystery and the longing of an ever revealing God. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> uh, wow. So that's just my personal deal. You know, that's <laughs> the thing that I'm like, that's oh, wow. But how do we leave people there? Because they yeah. all long for the nostalgia of what they think is right and wrong because they've been fashioned by it. Yeah. Do you we guys think... experience the same in your churches? Mm. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, uh, I, well, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Josh, can you hear? Can you hear Josh? Let, again, can, you, can you hear me now? I cannot hear Josh for some reason. I'm going to change my that microphone. That's the most bizarre thing, but I can listen to him. I don't know why. I can hear everybody else, but Josh. Aaron, Come you can on, jump Josh. in if you want, though. Yeah, so, so uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to just keep it all together, really. Uh, so, so, Pierre, like, I... <laughs> he cries a lot, Pierre. I, no, I'm I am, he he Josh is the rabbi, Brandon's the, 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 the abandoner, and I'm the crier. So, what? Uh, He's the rabbi and I'm the abandoner? What is that even? I don't even know what... I don't know what that means. It just came to me. It just came to me. You know, I, I, <laughs> that doesn't make me feel better. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking. Uh, you you asked the question, uh, how do we lead people to that place? And I think what I'm finding in this season, uh, not just this season of Advent, I think this season as a whole, this pandemic as a whole, is is first and foremost, you can't lead anybody, anybody anywhere you haven't been. And I think a lot of times we, um, we tend to, to lead out of places that we've, we've uh, approached, uh, but we've, ever, never, we've never actually given ourselves to exploring the mystery fully. And, uh, and I think it goes back to that moment where Jesus says to the disciples, who do they say that I am? And then he turns the question around and he says, but who do you say that I am? And I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of people uh, who are living out of a revelation of who maybe I said God was for me or who Brandon said God was for him or who he said he was for you. And and we've we've actually established the Messiah complex essentially out of that, which then makes us feel better about ourselves to like, look at all these people that we're leading. But rea the reality is, is that we're only leading them to the gospel of Aaron rather than leading them to the gospel <laughs> of truth and grace and love, which is found in a relationship with who Jesus is for you. Um, and so I love that, that, that your, your perspective. And I think that's been my revelation this year is this, this re reality that uh, I've got a responsibility, not to anyone else, but to him. Yeah. To, go, to go to the places of mystery and wonder with him, which then will encourage others to do the same, not yeah. not a responsibility to take them with me. 
it's to, to go on my, it's to go my, you know, that song, you can go your own way, you know. <laughs> you, well, you always it's, sing, Aaron. I think you, it's, I think it's you a thing. really want way. to be a singer. It's a thing. Oh, I just always have a way of bringing Pierre can't uh, hear it. That's so okay. So I, I just, I love that. And I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm fascinated. I, I have a question that I think hopefully fits. What, what have you personally found uh, this year and this advent to be different than years past? And obviously we know the pandemic and all the rest of it, but just what have you found, but more specifically, what's been revealed to you uh, in that space? I think the honest answer for me and, um, you know, I think people call me vulnerable and authentic. I think I just have no filters. <laughs> um, so I don't think I'm vulnerable. I have no filters. I've <laughs> never wrestled so hard as in the pandemic. Yeah. God has never been so silent as in the pandemic. Mm. Wow. Um, thank God I've moved away from silence means judgment and abandonment. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. Uh, because usually, um, from my vein of upbringing, silence is a sign that the hand is written on the wall and you've been found too light. Wow. Um, mm. But yet, people are hearing that right now. I'm telling you that that's yet, yet silence that is connected to a certainty of love draws you closer to the mouth of the one that you know love you. Mm -hmm. And if you can begin to interpret that silence is calling you into a place of abiding and listening more than a place of certainty and understanding. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I was wrestling so hard with God because I think it revealed my contractual relationship with Mm. feeling love to the level that I can bolt and fix things. And we don't say that, but we walk with the guilt of that. Mm. Um, and the other thing is, um, I began to realize that God's silence was his kindness because I was wrestling myself. Wow. Right? Because if you wrestle with God and he talks back to you, now you defend your own points and you make a case on your case. <laughs> but if you talk to yourself, you can't make a case on your own case because you need serious intervention if you make a case on your case with yourself. <laughs> and then you begin to ask the deeper questions wow. of why, why do I feel this? What am I wrestling? What is God doing? And, and I remember having trying to give hope to the people. I said, man, um, I really believe that story of Isaiah. That's just my interpretation of this whole thing, that somehow... The only way I can make sense of this is God is cutting everything down to stumps. Mm -hmm. um, but in the midst of the stumps, he says they're going to be smoldering. He says, but out of it will come a fresh shoot. Yeah. That shoot will become the salvation. Yeah. Um, but yet the stumps we mourn, but the roots we don't see. Mm -hmm. And our churches have become stumps. Every one of us. Yeah. There's not wow. a single one. Who, who did not look at their church, and there's not a single one of us privately that are not worried why are people not coming back even when we open. Well, wow. Because yeah. we are wondering what did we do wrong, and, and I wonder if God is trying to show us that there is something fresh that needs to be engaged because we are losing a generation, mm. and what we are hearing is they are more spiritual than ever, but they 
are very uncomfortable with a claim of perfection and and certainty. Yeah. Mm. Right? Wow. Yeah. They want questions. They don't want answers. They want exploration. Yeah. Mm. They want to know, are you willing to walk with them? So in this season, wow. I began to wrestle with the fact that we've always invited people to the church family as a destination. Mm. Mm. Wow. As a stopping point to an exploration. Wow. Because with an exploration, um, it makes a lot of people uncomfortable because they want the certainty of the nostalgia, and I understand that. But I think that we... Uh, I said this to Brandon. There is not a single science in this world that has been exhausted. They yeah. haven't... Oh, this is We've discovered the last bug. That's it. Stop looking. Right. <laughs> right. right. It's, been so, it's been millions of years, and they still discover new species. Yeah. Wow. The question is, if the creation of God has not yet been explored fully, why would we think the creator God wow. is fully known by a certain <laughs> group? Uh-oh. What, what about that? I'm it's out. so nauseating that we should actually just spit up in our own hands. Yeah. Oh. And, and realize what we... that our certainty may be in our little tiny refraction that we see. Wow. But our refraction is not the full representation of the fullness of God. Mm. And that we should be curious in, in other people's experience and explorations and practices. Wow. And wonder the tangible, the, the aesthetic, the, the in our hands, the feeling, the knowing, the, the sitting in dark until we feel until we feel the pain of the uncertainty. Wow. We have manufactured, especially 15 years ago, a theology that is actually very cultish, that we can control storms, sickness, disease, wow. suffering. We can control it. We can blow it all away. Wow. And in the midst of it, isn't God's most transformative work in conforming us into the image of his son and knowing him and his, his res death and resurrection and his suffering. Mm -hmm. mm. Because we love to read the book of Hebrews of all the people that shut the mouths of lions, that raised the dead, yeah. uh, that, that did this, that did this, and then we stop reading and then we get to the losers. They were sawn in half, they were eaten by lions, and we go like, why the heck are they here? <laughs> and then he says, and none of them received yeah. the promise wow. in this life. And wow. then you go like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> God sees an eternity, and we see in the timeline now, we see comfort and assurance right now. Yeah. And I, I think the question is that, that the beauty of faith is developed in the paradox of standing in a collision of what should not be, but what is. Right. And me being curious to understand that God is trying to do something in the midst of this collision. Yeah. Wow. Mm. wow. But to bring the people mm. there, I think, I said to one uh, pastor, and I, th I said it to Brandon, we've got to decide who are we willing to see disengage? Mm. The people who love nostalgia, or a generation that seeks 
the spiritual exploration. Yeah. Wow. And what, what are we longing for? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I okay. <laughs> Why do I have to host this one? This is so. <laughs> I, I, it's just beautiful. I mean, it really, really is. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I've got a question. I want Josh to ask his because I think most people can hear Josh and then I'll, I'll throw it at you. So Josh, if you have any comments, I want you to share because I know most people can hear you and then I'll, okay. I'll hear, I'll, I'll, uh, you can, you can interpret. And yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. And then I've got to follow up because I think the question of certainty and mystery, is there, is there a pendulum there that it swings too far or whatever, but I, let's not go there. I want Josh. Josh, why don't you share? Yeah, I know you've got a question. My, my question was around uh, what what makes us so afraid um, to embrace the mystery? What makes us so afraid to embrace that there are others out there who have a different experience and that their experience of God is valid? It makes me think, of um, Acts uh, 10, 11, um, as Peter goes to Cornelius's house and he's, he's a Roman centurion, he's a Roman soldier. Uh, Peter doesn't enter his house and say, everything that you've known and experience of God is wrong and false and you need to repent of everything you've done, but rather Peter affirms uh, Cornelius's faith journey and he says, now let me, now you're ready to actually hear about Jesus. Um, and, and so I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's so much more um, engaging hmm. and calling us into something where we're not getting, we're not looking for the right answer or certainty, but we're, 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 in, we're stepping into mystery that, uh, you know, I think of Psalm 23, you're the, um, the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path, where I don't get to see the entire path. Mm. I get to see the next step or the next couple steps, and that's about it. Um, and mm -hmm. it's, it's stepping, it's, it's, we're, we're walking this together. I don't know. There's just, there's so much, Pierre, that you're just, you know, sending things off in my head all over the place. But uh, yeah, I guess what, what makes us so afraid to admit that we don't have um, God in a box and we've got them all figured out. Mm. And I think, I think Pierre has got the, his thing going, <laughs> but uh, trying to listen and catch up with you. Yeah, I, I got, I got <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I think that, I think the, the question about the, the mystery, it leads us to a place of uncertainty and uncertainty is like your kids grow up and they take the car for the first time <laughs> and you go like, they're going to ruin their lives. Mm. Mm. Right. Right. But I've got to be honest with you. I've met a lot, a lot of people on the street and I go like, please, God, tell me they don't drive. <laughs> yeah. Because they come flying by me at the speed of lightning. Right. Because yeah. I look at them and I've passed the judgment that they are complete imbeciles. <laughs> they, they, at birth, they should have said this person can never drive. Right. Because right. we, we are so, we are so afraid. Um, and again, very valid. Some people has gone on the exploration and never returned. Mm. Right, right. So I, I get it. I get it. And that's why I don't think that the exploration should be a solo journey. Yeah. You're going to be lost in the fog. Yeah. Mysticism is going to eat you up. Um, because 
it, spirituality can be so dangerous and it becomes a buffet of so many things. And now my feeling and my exploration becomes my truth. Wow. So I understand yeah. all of that. I, yeah. I get it. And that's why I think to, to have a community and to understand, uh, I always, I always tell, tell, tell our, our, our team this, um, never lift your anchor when you explore. Wow. You don't lift your anchor from the fundamentals of faith. You don't mm. lift your anchor from a community of faith. You don't lift your anchor from sound reasoning. You don't lift your anchor from scripture. Because wow. the moment I give up on scripture, I literally am putting a magnet under my compass. <laughs> wow. There's no true north. Wow. You, you wow. can't reason anymore. So so I, I, I can sit and reason with people and, and listen to them, but I have nothing to say if we don't commit to scripture as true north. So good. Because it's like saying let's let's form our own court, but we have no law books. We just have um, our hearts and our emotions giving us guidance. Yeah, right. And um, Aaron's going to be crying. Josh, you're going to be uh, saying something Island. else. And Brandon, whatever we say, apparently he's going to go the other way. I'm going to contradict. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, uh, but at the end of the day, I think the mystery that we want to explore is not mysticism that we want to explore. Wow. But we want to, I think it's the spiritual practices. I think it is, mm -hmm. it is beyond the destination of a place of arrival Yeah. as acknowledging that I think one of the dumbest statements that I've heard so many times, especially around race and culture, is that in Christ we are all one, <laughs> which means there's no color in Jesus. Right. right. Mm. Um, which in that moment cancel every bit of exploration of your culture, your nuances, and the, the richness of your food, your dance, your yeah. stories, your language. Uh, your dress. Yeah. Now, now I don't want to find out what you are. I want to bring you to Christ normal, and I am mm. what Christ normal looks like. Wow. <laughs> and yet, before the throne is going to stand every every tongue, every culture, every race. Come on. And I think we have made ourselves the picture of normal <laughs> when we are just a refraction of such a richness in this world. Wow. If you were to sit in, in, in a worship service in Africa, it is not going to sound like Houston. Right. Right. And in that moment, when they begin to play the drums, <laughs> my side of what I grew up will say, now they're calling up demonic spirits. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I've passed the judgment on expression. Right. Oh, yep. wow. Instead wow. of realizing how finite the peace is, I hold an understanding, and how much conversation with you and what you have found and embrace wow. will open my perspective that God is bigger and we are surrounded. We don't have a disco ball, we have crystals <laughs> like the Milky Way. Come on. And we have lost our appetite to stand in the mystery and the awe and ask him that I may know him. Paul said it, that I may know him. Yeah. yeah. Come to the end of my journey. 
I've had the revelations. I, I wrote half of the stinking Bible. <laughs> right. I'm about to die, but that I may know him. Wow. My desire for knowing him has been elevated. Mm. And how can we how can we embody that? Mm. Wow. Uh, I wow. You know, we should have done this like four parts and I think one of the things you said, because I think we all wrestled with this this year and, and people, especially now, are tending to focus more primarily on uh, the pandemic and, and for understandable reasons. But when it comes to racism and, and social injustice and some of these things, some of that's uh, we talked today with some of my friends. We we're just like, hey, we, we, you don't leave this behind. You, you carry it into something new. Yeah, I think right. one of the things that we get wrong with unity is that we call it we call it unity but we treat it as conformity rather than harmony yeah and unity the way i always sum it up one of my favorite bands i say this to church all the time is the temptations and i loved one i love their two-step but i also love that each of them had a part and they played it well and i think yeah. the harmony uh unity is not this idea that we are all the same it is the idea that we all bring something to the table anchored on the same thing and we have the same cause and same vision and same heart, um, the person of Jesus. And, and I, I think with the mystery question, I had a 45-minute conversation with someone today, in fact. I love what you talked about. Exploration becomes our truth. And I, I do think that that is where people worry. They, they fear that it's going to lead into this place where now nothing is certain. Right. Maybe one of the things we are most certain about is that there is more of God to know. Yeah, yeah. The one who yeah. defined himself as I am is not going to be summed up with a one or three or two or three or four additional words. But right. what, what I guess the question then does become what are we certain of in the embrace of the mystery, right? Because I, I'm fully with you on this. I do think people go, okay, so then if it's all a question mark. Yes, right. yes. Okay, no, so where, I you know it. what I mean? Yeah, where where do I place my feet at that point? Oh, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. That's why the the conversation is not one for all, <laughs> but it's yeah. one that all should have somewhere on their journey. Wow. Um, and uh, for me, the 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 exploration of it is not to become weird and wander around in uncertainty. I think we are not even certain in our certainty. <laughs> right. We act certain of yeah. things. I'm self-convinced. Uh, yeah. you, you ask people about their spiritual habits. They have none. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, re you ask them about reading scripture. They don't. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's never been modeled to them. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, so for me, I read a book this year that challenged deeply what I say to God first thing in the morning. Yeah. And in this pandemic, when I'm, I'm wrestling, it became a rescue to my heart to simply come to God in the morning. And the first thing I say is, I'm my beloved and he is mine. Mm -hmm. And his banner over me is love. Mm. And in that moment to ask God, open my eyes to the wonder that welcomes me in this day. Yeah, beautiful. Let me smell, let me hear, let me taste, let me feel the texture of creation, mm -hmm. let me feel the wind of your spirit, let mm -hmm. me become acquainted that the, 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 the skin that has become harsh and the calluses of repetition, I don't want to call it religion, but I would call it rigid spirituality, 
Yeah. yeah. Let it fade and let me see you in a different way. Not that I want to lead everybody there, but I am worried that we don't even practice the basics that when we say that we're going to, we're just going to take two minutes of silence in the church. It feels like five freaking years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. When we say that we are just going to sit with the bread in our hands and we're just mm -hmm. going to enter the moment of brokenness, it mm. feels like a mental monastery. And people go like, if we become Catholic. <laughs> right, right. Right. No doubt. Because no in doubt. that moment, we want to associate everything with right and wrong, them and us. Yeah, right. And the nostalgia of the, the vehicle instead of. So I can tell you this last story because I know I'm rambling too much. No, no you're, good. you're doing great. So when we came to the U.S., God is so good. When you're poor, you don't know you're poor, right? We came with, <laughs> with six suitcases and, and um, humble beginnings, really humble beginnings. We shopped at dollar store. And coming from another country, you don't know dollar stores, the entrance level of society. You know, you, we, we told everybody. We discovered the store where everything's a dollar. Until the youth pastor came over and he, he ate the dollar store biscuits and goes like, this is nasty. Where you bought it? I said, dollar store, have you ever been? And they go like, dude, you can't do that. So about five years in the journey, I was able to purchase my first vehicle. And I remember getting a, a brochure for a Jeep. And uh, my daughter took the brochure and she looked at everything in. She says, ooh, look at the radio. Ooh, look at the leather seats. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. And it's everything inside. My son looked at the picture on the outside and the Jeep was standing under a waterfall. Mm. He never opened the brochure. He said this, ooh, look where we can go. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think wow. we have sold our reflection as look what we have. Wow. Instead of look where we can go. Wow. In discovering Jesus his love and having the courage to stand. I think we've, we have wanted to be perfect in faith to create hope. And that will show you that we love you because you're not going to go to hell, right. <laughs> but we have failed to model love and stand with people's brokenness and believe their stories and be misunderstood mm. in order for them to have hope. And together we can discover faith. Wow. And I believe we've missed Jesus' very essence when he says, love is the essence. And love does not judge someone's refraction. Come on. Mm. It doesn't judge someone's silence. It doesn't judge someone's candle. Mm. Yes. What in that dancing candle illuminates your soul? Mm. man because candles always dance and for me lighting mm. candles this season is because the dance of the light of heaven mm. is a, a declaration of dancing over creation because a fresh living shoot is coming from this mess mm. wow. that's me in this season wow so candles in my home i light them everywhere <laughs> because 
for me. Oh, great. Mayor's listening now, so now we it's got a dance <laughs> of the light of heaven because I need yeah. a dancing Jesus in this season. Wow. Golly. I um okay, so we've got just a couple minutes. This has been been brilliant. We've got people, I think, watching from every church. Yeah. commenting, sharing, um, love it. I've been texting people. Hey, I told you to get on. Now I'm really telling you to get on. Uh, this has been this has been phenomenal. Uh, your beautiful wife has been on, Past Pierre. I don't know if you've noticed uh, that she's been commenting. She's got one thing, and then I want to close it with a quote from uh, the book that I'd love for you to comment on. I'm going to show her comment here. And then, uh, and then Josh thought it'd be great if you could pray over us. And he was actually curious if you knew any native South African languages that you could pray over. Um, I don't know if Josh can, you probably can't hear him, but, um, let me. Sounds like an order of service, Brandon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I just, well, I'm trying to box it all in and make sure it's certain of where we're going here. Um, so she puts on here, your wife says, share them how, how you helped our kids explore faith, uh, the story of the chair in a dark room. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was going back to kind of, we were talking about exploration. And oh, it's such a beautiful I story. Would, yeah, I'd love to hear that. Okay, so um, I'm not the author of the story, but I love to tell the story because the story is about a man that was led into a room with utter darkness. The darkness is so thick you can't breathe. Mm. And in the midst of him being led into this room, he had no idea of the complexity, the structure, the architecture of this room. He was just led by firm hands and left in the middle of the room. Mm. And all of a sudden there's silence, so deafening that he can hear his own heartbeat. And immediately it creates fear, uncertainty, but he knows he cannot remain. He's got to explore where he is in order to find his way through. So wow. he began to shuffle along, but he knows there is no path or coordinating or structure that can be formed unless he gets a center point of anchoring. And as he moved in that room, he found a chair and he sat on the chair and then he realized, okay, I've got an anchoring point. He got up. And he moved five paces forward, felt five paces back, sat on the chair. And he began to move in every direction, five paces, five paces back to the chair. Then he did 10, back to the chair, 20, back to the chair. Because the chair gave him the courage to begin to explore the expansion, but come back to the anchoring. Wow. And wow. while he was exploring one of his 20 paces, they removed the chair. And when he came back and there was no chair, the whole framework of his exploration was destroyed mm. because now he was starting from the beginning. I keep saying to my kids, scripture is the chair. Mm. You, you, can, you can go as far as you can, but you've got to come back. You've got to come back to the exploration from a place of firmness and certainty. But the moment scripture becomes pure poetry and another bundle of writings there is no way that you can go on exploration and actually have a meaningful construct of reality wow. of life of purpose and that's what your soul seeks and we can say jesus is the light and he is 
But for me, the light is the certainty of the chair and wow. the on, on, ongoing work of the Holy Spirit. Listen, we preach about the Holy Spirit as an active participant, but we sell him like he's mute. Mm. <laughs> he is very capable to help us back to truth. Come on. And that's why for me, with, with the kids reading scripture together, making prayer a conversation of listening, teaching them how to journal, and, and staying with believing their stories and, and their questions and not become restless and defending their explorations, but just bringing them back to the safety of wow. sit in this. Hmm. And that is the story that they always come back to. Is so good. Chair yeah. moves, you an eternal lostness, and you've got to start all over again and find hmm. a certainty. And scripture for me is the only rooted certainty because it's Christ. Wow. So That's good. the story. <laughs> Great. So, so good. good. So good. I'm going to let the guys share in a minute. I wanted to get your thought on one thing, and then uh, we'll let Josh silently speak and uh, Aaron jump in, and then we'll wrap this up. This has been just so brilliant. I'm, I'm so thankful. And I think, let me just see, is this uh, is this your son, Pastor Pierre or Caleb? Yeah, it's my son. Hey, Greg. Yeah, come on. I hope when my son is in his 20s, he's still watching stuff I'm doing. Yeah, um, yeah. that's really cool. Uh, someday I hope I get to meet your son. Oh, he's uh, so is my daughter. Love it. Love it. Uh, Scott Erickson says this, and, and this is kind of what is our theme for this past weekend in church. Uh, it says, We will always take our most important stories. And he's speaking of the birth of Jesus and how we've kind of um, sanitized it. Uh, he says, we will always take our most important stories and sacredly set them apart so we remember them for the rest of time. And he's not degrading that. He's saying it's a good thing. He says, but this process becomes unhelpful uh, when we separate our own uh, humanity, our own fleshly humanity from the humanity found in these sacred stories. So where, I guess my question to kind of wrap it up, bring it back to this Advent. I feel like we've gone a lot of places and it's been beautiful and I, I can't imagine anyone watching oh it looks like clothes on man you, your whole family it's, it's yeah. amazing so Chloe good incredible um i heard how caleb gave you his dogs because you wanted them so badly in the house and have all the so, extra so bedrooms for clothes i'm sorry i'm airing squirrel, squirrel. Uh, yeah sorry bring it back so i uh but this this idea that we do tend to separate the 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 physicality of who we are from the spirituality yeah. of who we are and we in doing that lose wow. uh, so much we 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 forget that the to love the lord your god is with all of who you are and so so in advent i feel like this is is it is kind of what you said the practices the practices is, are bringing the body back into alignment with the spirit soul will mind and we kind of interpret this word flesh in the bible as meaning our the skin that we can pinch that somehow this is a bad thing. And if right. the sooner we can get out of this thing, then, then we will be free. And, and it's, it's a, it's a bad, unhealthy interpretation. So how does this it, just in maybe tying all of these things together? Um, how, what do we miss out on and what do we rekindle when we bring those two things back together, the spirituality of who we are and the physicality and that those actually are not separate things. Yeah, you know, I think, again, it's the theology that we have crafted, um, that our soul is flesh, that our desires are all evil, and that the spirit has got to sit on the throne, and that the soul has no voice, and that if you're sad, you should only be sad for a moment because joy comes in the morning, 
Right. Mm. And you know, it's the simple answers to a complex life. But Hebrews, I love how the voice paraphrase, he talks about our high priest that had his feet in the dust and how he lived and was tempted. But then he says, he, he describes it so beautiful. And then he says, that's why we can come to him with boldness and receive mercy's kiss. Mm. Now, now you don't need mercy's kiss if you live in a denial of your humanity. Mm. You don't want mercy's kiss if you think God stands in judgment of your humanity. Uh, you actually want to live in denial and, and shame of it. And that's why um, the, the, the question we, we think about Jesus um, with the disciples um, on, the, on the Sea of Galilee and all I ever took from it, he rebuked them because they didn't have faith. He scolded them. Mm. The question is, maybe it wasn't about the scolding. Maybe it was about teaching them to rest in the sovereignty of God. Wow. Maybe sleeping in the storm is the best thing to do. <laughs> you know? um, and, and I think, I think oh. we are in a time where, where the honest conversation of our humanity and our soul and our bodies that is all part and parcel of wow. the refraction of the of the uniqueness of humanity. That's why we judge each other so quickly because you think in two seconds I've I've worked you out. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you've not heard my stories. I've not heard yeah. your story. You've not sat in my pain. I've not sat in your pain. Yeah. And what if I give you the gift of believing you and accepting you because I'm curious about the wonder of you? Yeah. Because you carry part of the greatest story of us all, right? And that's why it's so sad in, in the U U.S. especially that older people are, become invisible. And you guys will find that out. The older yeah. you get, the more invisible you become. Mm, yeah. Because you, you are in the way, yet in most cultures, yeah. the older you get, the more you protect it and the more they want to spend time with you because you hold the testimony and the stories. Mm, so good. And think about us, if we were to embrace everybody that's part of the refraction of God and we were to realize that we can have a, a million advents and if we allow the wonder of Christ to come, we would still not exhaust mm. what he can reveal in every one of those because the marking of Jesus is missing from our lives and the marking that I'm saying it's the the butterfly kiss last night that mm. comes from the one you love, it's not the hug that you received two weeks ago. Wow. It's the, yeah. the, the hunger for intimacy, mm. not the resolve of satisfying what I need. Wow. Mm. I, uh, well, you know. Let's just uh, keep going for another couple hours. I, uh, I'm, I'm just blown away. Just brilliant and um, uh, just, just absolutely incredible. I'm so thankful for you and, and your heart towards people. And, and uh, even our, la our last time we saw each other, we were in the hallway at the hotel for the Global Summit. And I remember then being uh, just supremely impressed by the way you approach this. Even tonight, just even the willingness to say, I think. Yeah. Um, the willingness to say, as I see it, mm -hmm. um, 
In other words, giving people space to still hold on to what they're still wrestling with. And I and 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 the idea that we do need more fathers and mothers, we need those who can tell the stories. That is what the psalmist speaks to. It is what the Bible, what the the what what Jesus' story is built on is that we are telling the story over and over to our kids, to our families, to those in our neighborhood, to the ones in our community, that this regular, consistent idea of telling stories. I remember Lynn Sweet talking about. You, and it still happens to this day, Jewish tradition would be to come together every week, tell the story of your people, and you wouldn't separate kids to the other table. You'd all sit at the same table, and you're going to hear the story. And you're not just hearing a story. You're hearing the story of your people. And he said this. He said, and at the end of it, when you graduate at 18, you walk away knowing exactly who you are so you can get on with what you're meant to do so rather that. than graduating to go discover who you are to someday hopefully figure out there's something for you to do. Wow. And uh, it's, it's, so this is the kind of stuff that I'm, I'm just so thankful to have people like you and Marlene yeah. in our lives. And I know Josh and Aaron are going to ask me for your phone numbers after this. Oh, we've uh, got to visit together because yeah. I know that Josh has got so much that got a roll out of him and Aaron, I want to hear, because I was ready to just pass it back to you guys. I would I love know, please promise me that we can get to visit soon. Yeah, and just Absolutely. let's just. I would love to hear your journey to this because mm. I can see your eyes are equally lit. Mm. Because okay. I think that God is too preparing your heart uh, to mm. lead a generation that is deeply spiritual. Mm. Um, so good, and and want to find that journey, not to certain yeah. certainty, but to the 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 awesome, the wonder. Yeah, the trans God that transforms a human heart. I mean, isn't, isn't that love though? Love is is loving who you are now, but also loving the idea of who you might become, whether or not I can perfectly pin it. Oh, so true. whether or not I can totally understand it. But I'm excited to see who you will be, and I think that's love is partly mystery as well. Aaron, Josh, any closing remarks? I know I've, we, we're not giving you much time to completely uh, zone it in, but uh, and Josh. Everybody's going to hear you except Pierre. And then if you want to pray, we're a little bit over time, but I think we're all okay with that. This has been brilliant. So thankful. Um, Josh, uh, Aaron, anything you guys want to add to tonight um, before we close this thing out? You're up, Aaron. <laughs> Man, I, I, I'm literally just like, um, I'm, I'm so amazed and thankful. Uh, I, I, I would too love the opportunity to connect again. Uh, this has just been a blessing. And uh, so many incredible uh, moments of wisdom, but actually affirmation and confirmation as well. And just my spirit. Uh, I love the last thing you just said. Uh, maybe we just need to take a nap in the storm. Like uh, I had COVID and uh, and one of the one of the great lessons of COVID was just to take a nap. And yeah. uh, it's just such a, a affirming thought that we just get so consumed with trying to solve the problems in the storm. Yeah. And sometimes guys are saying, come and just take a nap with me and uh, we'll figure it out later. So thank you, Pierre, so much for oh, your heart you, and for your vulnerability and your transparency. It's been such a blessing. So uh, and that's it. So good. Josh, anything you want to share? No. Pierre, we'll watch it back later. This has been <laughs> so thankful. Yeah. So thankful, Brandon, for you uh, getting us all connected together. Yeah. Oh man, I'm 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 lucky. I'm, I would um I would ask you to pray, Pastor Pierre, and 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 uh uh, just to close this down, and it's been, uh, again, it's it's been a, a, a brilliant night. And I, I felt during this, Pastor Pierre, and if I could be so bold, to just to say to you and to say to your wife, and I know I said this to you on the phone yesterday, 
um, that there is, I, I don't know if this would be a prophetic thing or not, but I would say that um, it just feels like, and I know you've done your own thing for a minute and you've been in this 20 years in the Americas and all that kind of stuff. But I, I do sense that the way you did tonight for us and those who got to watch, you are going to do for many more in yeah. the years to come in a way that um, maybe was different than you ever expected. And um, I, I just believe what you shared with us and the voice in which you do it and the humility in which you do it and the willingness to, in a, a time where we called you to interview you, you were asking us questions uh, says everything I need to know about who you are. And, um, and so I just, I, every, every time you would answer, I just felt like there's something more to this. And so, um, yeah. so, so beautiful. If you, if you could just uh, pray over us and pray over those watching and any, any of those still watch and, uh, and then we'll, we'll close out. Uh, uh, Heavenly father, I pray that you would, uh, blow over us mercy kiss, um, over every heart, over every life, uh, that the the agitation for our longing to be right and certain would be removed and replaced with childlike wonder, eyes that sparkle with admiration and anticipation of a great God that is seated on his throne, um, who loves us, um, whose, whose love for us can never can never be diminished by us out sinning you because you've already out love what you've seen the worst of us in the future and here you are blowing heaven kiss and i pray oh god open the eyes of our heart to the wonder of your son jesus i pray that your tender loving kindness will will just pull the curtains of what we are seeing so that we can glimpse into the expansion of longing um, to just know you in a new way. And I pray for wisdom. I pray, oh God, that we would not be foolish in our conversation and our exploration and find ourselves in entrapments. But God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that is a comforter, a truth teller, more active and alive than we can ever imagine. And in this season, I pray that um, the wonder of you, Jesus, coming into our world will become such a rich reality that the every texture of our lives will taste the experience of you coming to be man, to know what it's like to be us. We love you for loving us so deep. Thank you for this season. And thank you for these friends of mine and God, your wonderful journey and your dream over their lives and their family in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Well, to all of you watching, we love you. So thank you for jumping on taking the time. Don't jump off. We'll, we'll meet on the other side, but love everybody. We'll see you guys all Sunday in church. Get the book, do the stuff. It's going to be, it's just so good. So good. See you next right. week. Thanks, you guys.